The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests of the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Bell Media and TSN 1050. It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guest from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. This show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg. That's called a cueca. That is a traditional Chilean dance. Slackers. Here we are, the Carrasco Show, TSN 1050. I want to send a huge shout out to the entire Chilean community. Today they're celebrating the, uh, the National Day of Independence from the Spaniards. Feliz 18 Septiembre a todos los chilenos aquí en Canadá. You know, to all the Canadians with Chilean descent, not Chilean Canadians, to the Canadians with Chilean descent, like myself. You see, Benny, first and foremost, I'm a Canadian. I wasn't born here, I was born in Chile, so I have Chilean heritage, but... First and foremost, I am a Canadian. If I want to be Chilean, I would have stayed in Chile. I love all my family. Everybody's there except for my sister, my brother-in-law, and my niece. But I left for a reason. Good morning, slackers. You are joining yet again the Carrasco Show. Here is where all the, the big brains of the city come and congregate every single Saturday morning. You drive into the office for all of you slackers working in the car industry. I love you all. Except one of you. You, I don't love you. And by that, I'm not saying that you work in the car industry. It's just you. You know who you are. I don't love you. My love is not for you. This has been an interesting week, uh, Ben. We, um, I did a podcast with a couple of super cool dudes. Mike and Aaron from the Choking Hazard they do a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu podcast. So they invited me to be a guest on the show, and it was just a complete debauchery. I can actually, can you believe this, Ben? I can actually swear on a podcast. Yeah. I yeah. didn't realize how much I was holding this back. Yeah, no, I, uh, in, in hosting my podcast as well, that was, that was one of the things I enjoyed most, <laughs> probably. <laughs> like, I, uh, can, can, I, can I say this? Like, is, it, is this legal? Am I going to go to jail if I say something that we say every day a hundred times a day? It's, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Man, 
I don't understand it. But anyways, a big shout out to Mike and Aaron from the Choking Hazard Podcast. It's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu podcast, and they have all sorts of cool content that you can find this podcast on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. And if you want to hear the slacker number one swearing all out, what? You go listen to them. Cool, guys. Thank you for having me. And you know, speaking of jiu-jitsu, I... Um, um, I've been training ever since I moved. Uh, I, I haven't been able to get to my original school, Marcio Nunes, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Burlington. All the love to them. All, I have a lot of friends in that school. I've been training at um, at Evo uh, BJJ in Mississauga with Professor Toma and Professor Dave. And um, Professor Toma, um, a, a little while ago, had hip surgery. I don't know if you remember that when I, I mentioned that on the show and he having a call. So, you know, yesterday I was at the office and uh, I always, you see, because you never know when life is going to go and throw some jujitsu at you, I always carry my bag with my gi, with my belt, with my no gi and stuff. So I always carry it with me in my car. So he showed up for service and he said, go get your belt. So he gave me a level. Oh, woo! I have some new superpowers, man. You see, a lot of people don't understand this. Whenever you get a stripe on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, your powers get upgraded. So I'm a different person than I was yesterday. I have another stripe on my belt. Professor Toma, thank you. You are some cool... Can I say the S-word? Uh, Can I say it? Yeah. Am I... Is it legal? S-H-A. The... Okay, yeah, no. you are some cool mierda, man. Do you know that's your your cool cool stuff? There you go. You see, that's there's always a way around things. Professor Tom, thank you so much. I, that had never happened to me before, and um, thank you so much for making it to uh, the offices of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity because he drives an Infinity and uh, giving me a level up. Also, I cannot pass this opportunity to send a big shout out to my uh, to my buddy Andrew. Professor Andrew from Cavallo BJJ up in Keswick. The Wick. The Wick. I'm driving a pickup truck these days, so I fit right in up in the Wick. My buddy Mark Fowles owns that school. I've known him for a while. He's one handsome bastard. He makes me insecure. It's okay. But Professor Andrew... The other day was so, so nice and decided to put me in the middle of a shark tank. You know what that means, man? It means that you will die in the middle of the jujitsu mat. So he put me right in the center. And when I had to fight with, what, 10, 14 guys and girls that were there just taking turns and smashing me. I came out of that session uglier. But you lived to tell the tale. But that's okay. I survived it. What's that? You lived to tell the tale. Yeah, man, it was uglier. But anyways, so those are the three schools that I spent, you know, time in. And, uh, you know, my original school, Marcio Nunes in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu up in Burlington. Folks, if you live in Burlington, you have to go and support Marcio. Marcio is an outstanding citizen. If you live in Mississauga, <laughs> you have to see Professor Toma and Dave on Evo BJJ. They're right there on Dundas and the 403 on Ridgeway. Um, they're attached. They're right beside Element CrossFit that is owned by my buddy Alex Sibiri. He's been on the on the show a bunch of times. And if you live in the Wick, <laughs> if you live in the Wick, and you want to come and say hello to yours truly, Slacker Number One, 
You need to go to Cavallo BJJ. It's right there on Woodbine Avenue, just north of... <laughs> I don't remember the street. Just <laughs> on Woodbine Avenue, just north of... <laughs> and uh, just look it up, Cavallo BJJ. That's where you go. If you, if you have a beef with me and you want to beat me up, just go and join one of those three schools and you'll find me and you're going to be able to beat the living lights out of me. It's okay. It's good. Now, folks, before we go into break, two things. Number one, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and we are the home of the no commission salespeople. Now, I have to say this, and we're going to talk about this later on in the show if you're not talking about politics. Now, by the way, today we have three hours. It's just for you. We're live. If you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, you call 416-870-1050 is the phone number, 416 416- 870-1050 is the phone number. I'm having my trusted drink here. I don't know if you can see it in the Zoom call there, but it goes transparent. But anyways, single malt, delicious. I don't judge. I'm in the comfort and safety of my own home. So whatever happens that you're drinking right now, salute! Or salute, if that's what you speak. Or cheers, if you're Canadian. No, I, I say Canadian with a funny accent. I can't do accents. Anyways... So the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And what's happening right now, folks, this is true. We are running out of cars. We have no cars on the ground. And the longer you wait to buy a vehicle, the more likely it is that you're going to pay more than that you should. So today it's not about getting a discount. It's about whether you can get a car or not. So don't be a slacker. If you need to go and buy a car, come and see me. I'm at Oakville. I'm at Oakville Nissan, Oakville Infinity. That's what we do. And on the other side of the break, we have... Some brains coming on the other side. A few weeks ago, we had my buddy Leo Sanfuro from the number one employment law firm in Canada. He came on the show and started to answer some of the questions that we had in relation to the new mandates that you are starting to see popping up all over the People's Republic of Canada. So Leo is going to join us on the other side of the break to talk to us about what is it that your what what are your rights what are your obligations what are you supposed to disclose not disclose and what to do if for whatever reason you happen to be affected by this new vaccine mandates so we are going to take a small break and leo is going to be on the other side of the hour folks the, the lines are open 416-870-1050 is the phone number we'll go for a short break we'll be right back and we're back slackers the show is brought to you by oakville nissan and oakville infinity is that fat bottom girls? Yes. Just go eat. <laughs> Make them fatter. <laughs> ben, you're not smiling this morning. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville. <laughs> Sorry, inside jokes, folks. Um, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the No Commission salespeople. It's 2021, folks. It's September 18th. Chile's National Independence Day. And today, if you're still paying commission when you're buying a car, you're paying more than you should. This is TSN 1050's Carrasco Show. The, the lines are open. 416-870-1050. And I have my buddy Lior on the line. Lior, you handsome bastard. What's happening? I am doing great, uh, Greg. Always a pleasure to be with you. It's always good to hear. You know, after your last appearance on the show, Leo, I got so many phone calls and so many messages, people asking me to have you back here because um, what's, what's happening right now is the, the, the mandates are changing. 
And uh, we, um, I, 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 somebody sent me a link last week of the... I can tell you one thing today and tomorrow something can change and, and that's tough to keep up, but forget about me. It's about for those individuals that have jobs and that, that are worried about their job security to try to keep up about your rights and, and your entitlements and what you can and cannot do. It's tough these days, which is why I think it's a good idea that we kind of touch base again and update everyone in terms of what your rights are if you are facing a, a situation in the workplace. You know, Leo, I was, uh, somebody sent me a link last week um, for the Oakville uh, City Council in which they were voting as to whether to make vaccine mandatory and also to, uh, for, for the town of Oakville to have the reason to fire people if they were not vaccinated. Now, there was a bunch of people there uh, representing the public and some unions in the town of Oakville, but they were not heard. So starting this week, I can't remember the day, in the town of Oakville, if you work for the town, uh, you will be terminated if you're not vaccinated. Now, so I have a bunch of questions for you, and I know that you're pressed for time, so I'm going to try to make this as, you know, as concise and as fast as possible. Uh, question for you. Are vaccine mandatory if you work for the government as of today? Now, the federal government has announced that they will at some point come up with a mandatory vaccine plan for those working for the federal government. That has not happened yet. So right now, in Ontario, there is no mandate, there's no government mandate that says if you work, you have to be vaccinated. For certain individuals in the healthcare field, okay, for those in healthcare, there's a mandate that says you either get vaccinated or agree to regular COVID tests. But that's only people in healthcare. Yep. So for those working for municipal governments, those working for banks, those working for well, anywhere, right now the government has not imposed mandatory vaccine mandates. Some employers have taken it upon themselves to do that. And as I mentioned last time we spoke, yeah, that is uh, legally precarious to say the least. Okay, so if, if you work for the town of Oakville, for example, because it's, it's become mandatory now for the town of Oakville, if any one of those folks gets terminated because they're not vaccinated, what is the recourse? So let's talk about, let's break those into unionized and non-unionized employees. So let's start with, uni, uh, with okay. non-union employees. For non-union employees that ultimately lose their job, there's two things. Number one, they would be owed severance. We call that a wrongful dismissal if they're let go without severance. And that severance could be as much as two years' pay, depending on a number of factors, including the length of your employment. So kind of that's the, the, the low-hanging fruit, if you will. They're owed severance. The other thing that they may be owed is human rights damages. Uh, having a mandatory vaccine mm-hmm. policy may well be considered uh, discriminatory under the Ontario Human Rights Code. So there may be additional damages that are owed to these individuals. Now, I, I wouldn't be surprised that whether the town of Oakville or any other employer, I'm not even picking on the town of Oakville, will try to say, we have the right to let you go without compensation, without severance. No, they don't. And they would have to pay that compensation. Now, I'm not saying you may not have to you know, put your boxing, boxing gloves on and, and get into a bit of a spat <clears throat> with them, but they'll have to pay it. Uh-huh. Now, turning our attention to it, unionized employees, that's where it gets more, more difficult. And the reason for that, the only one that's allowed to pursue rights for unionized employees is the union. Now, if your union supports you, there's things they could do. They can file grievances. They could even try to get you reinstated. They have the power to do that. But a lot of employees are telling me that their union is not supporting them. The union says, I'm fine with the vaccine. In that situation, the unionized employee does not have many options. 
They cannot deal with the matter on their own. They cannot hire a lawyer. They have to go through the union. So very different, Greg, for unionized and non-unionized employees. That is fascinating. I had no idea that unionized employees relinquish the right to defend themselves the moment they belong to a union. I did not know that. Um, you know, the next question that I have, and, and the only reason why I'm speeding through this, Leo, and please forgive me, is because I have so many questions and I know that time is limited. Now, can are vaccines mandatory at private companies? And if they let you go because of this, what is your recourse? So it's a two-part question. Sure. So, no, they're not mandatory in the sense that a company is not obligated to do that. When we talk about something being mandatory, it's when the company can put up its hand and say, hey, we have no choice here. Government says we have to do it, so you got to do it. Does not exist. Right now, there is no company, private company in Ontario. Frankly, there's no private company anywhere in Canada where the government uh, has mandated that they have to have their employees vaccinated. Despite that, you have hundreds of listeners right now, if not more, who are going to say, well, wait a second, Lee, or my employer, my private company employer has imposed a mandatory vaccine. They've told me that I have to be vaccinated. Well, here's something I want you to understand. It's very easy for me to say, well, that this type of policy by an employer may well be illegal. That's the legal answer. But there's the practical mm -hmm. component of this. And the practical component is if you don't comply, quote unquote, with the policy, you will lose your job because there is no physical way to stop your employer from letting you go. So the fact that something may be illegal does not mean that there is a legal mechanism to actually prevent it. The way the law works is if your employer does something it's not supposed to do, you can get compensation. You get money, you get compensated. So for those employees that ultimately will choose not to be vaccinated despite an employer policy, they have to understand and remember that they will likely lose their job. Now, again, they'll have the right to pursue severance. They'll have the right to pursue human rights damages. Absolutely. But that's still a decision they have to make. Same thing, by the way, Greg, for those employees that are going to be put on an unpaid suspension. Uh, if you don't get vaccinated, we'll put you on a suspension or on a leave unpaid. That, in the eyes of the law, is still considered a termination of employment entitling the employee to pursue damages. So th that's the recourse. Those are the options that are available. I don't know if uh, if you came across this, but there was a professor of ethics in Western University that made a powerful statement on the news the other day. Um, ha have you heard of, about this? And if you have, I want you to your thoughts on it. If not, we'll just move on to the next question. Yeah, I, I have. And, and I have a hard time uh, disagreeing with it. But, you know, as I said, our, our, our legal system is such that it's easy to point at things that are wrong, unethical, illegal, immoral, you, you name the, the adjective. But despite that, and, and this is, you know, when employees are calling me, what they're wanting to know is they want to know, okay, what do I do about it? I've been working for 25 years. I don't want to lose my job. And that's where the law falls short, because despite all these considerations, there's no way to actually prevent that from happening. So that's where I'm kind of always pointing to is you have to understand that the law has its limitations. Very, very interesting. Now, the next question that I have for you is that can your employer ask you if you're vaccinated and if they can, do you have to respond? So certainly, you know, uttering the word, asking the question in and of itself is not illegal. Where it's not permitted is to say, well, if you don't tell me, here's what I'm going to do to you. I'm going I'm to punish you. I'm going to put you on a leave of absence or let you go. In Ontario, we have a statute called the Occupational Health and Safety Act, 
And that statute says that an employer cannot demand medical information unless the government requires it. And because the government does not mm. require the employer to get that information, an employee does not have to disclose whether or not they've been vaccinated. There's nothing wrong with asking the question, and if the employee voluntarily wants to provide that, no harm has been done. What I've been seeing is employers saying, if you don't disclose by September 27th, then we're going to put you off work. No, that is what we call a reprisal. You're essentially being punished for standing up for your rights. But that brings us full circle to what I was saying before, that despite this wrong, and it is wrong, an employee may well lose their job in the process. Again, no way to prevent that. But, you know, legally speaking, if we talk about the law, Greg, an employee mm -hmm. cannot be forced, coerced into providing private personal medical information. But that seems to be happening right now because, I mean, look, a lot of people get caught up in this, in, in whether people are for the vaccine or against the vaccine, and this is not, the vaccine is not the issue. The issue is personal health decisions that no one is allowed or shouldn't be allowed to ask of you. Now, you know, have you heard of companies threatening their staff that if they don't get vaccinated or if they don't do certain things, that their job will be terminated? Greg, you know, it's what, it's uh, 8.26 in the morning. Uh, I've been only on emails for the last hour, and I've already have a dozen of those exact emails from individuals telling me, Lior, what do I do? My employer just told me I'm going to lose my job. So, yes, that is happening. It's happening en masse across the province, across the country. Employers drawing that line in the sand. Now, what I don't know yet is our employers, quote-unquote, bluffing, hoping that this simply will be used as an incentive that employees will, re will be concerned about losing their job and get the vaccine, or are employers going to follow through? Because these deadlines are still coming up. But yes, Greg, absolutely, employers have said you will lose your job. And, and that's why I I'm saying you have to be prepared as an employee to lose your job because you will not be able to stop your employer from doing that. And, you know, that, is, that means that you will have to fight, if you will, to get your severance, to get EI, uh, and for many people, that could put you in a very difficult financial situation. I, I, I completely understand that. So my next question is, um, it's a two-part again. Uh, number one, what do I do or what does someone do if they are being coerced or threatened uh, to be fired? Um, you know, what is the recourse? And also... What do they do if they actually end up losing their job? Because you see, this is, this is having a ripple effect in ways that I have never seen before. I don't, I don't remember the, the country being as divided as it is today. And, um, although like myself, many people agree that, you know, if you want to get vaccinated, go right ahead. I mean, it's, it's, some, it's a personal choice. The employers, especially from the government standpoint, like towns and, and cities and whatnot, they are pushing this coercion or forceful mandates forward. So this has created a tremendous amount of stress. I mean, these people are going to lose their jobs. So what do you do, number one, if you're being threatened by an employer? Number two, what do you do if you have been terminated because of this by an employer? Those are great questions, so let me break this down. So first of all, you know, what happens if you're being coerced? You know, how can you maybe uh, maximize the likelihood of, of avoiding that coercion or, or, or keeping your job? So first of all, uh, for those individuals that have a medical condition that maybe suggests that they shouldn't get the vaccine or puts them at risk if they get the vaccine, speak to your doctor, speak to your doctor right away. 
if the doctor agrees, they'll give you a note, and that may well stop the, the coercion, stop the, the issue, because employers are going to be very, very uh, against or, or they're going to be very concerned about letting someone go because they have a medical condition. So right off the bat. Okay. Some people feel that for religious reasons, they don't get, want to get the vaccine. Now, it's not enough to say, well, because of my religion, because, you know, as you can imagine, anyone can say that. What you want to do if there is a religious reason is, is speak to a, a religious leader in your community, a priest, a rabbi, whoever the, the right person is in your uh, religious community, and try to get something from them in writing that you can present to your employer to essentially legitimize what you're telling your employer. You're trying to get a religious exemption. Those are a couple of ways to try to get your employer to say, okay, fine, we're going to make an exemption for you. Now, there's another thing that an employee can do. Now, a lot of employees have told me, my gosh, and, and you just alluded to, Greg, um, this stresses me out. Uh, I can't sleep. I, I, I'm you know, between a rock and a hard place. Well, I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a lawyer. But it seems to me that you may be able to talk to your doctor and say, doctor, I, I feel that because of all the stress right now, I can't, I can't work. If your doctor agrees, then your doctor is going to give you a doctor's note saying you can be off work. And then there's potentially a disability plan that you can apply for. There's other uh, EI benefits that you can apply for if the doctor feels you should be off work. And what that does is it buys you some time that you feel better, and hopefully we've, you know, in a week, in a month, in six months, this issue is no longer as prevalent. So those are some considerations for the individuals that are in that difficult situation. Ultimately, to go back to the second part of your questions, if you do lose your job, okay, remember what I said, there's nothing that, that you can do to prevent that. Before that happens, I want to make sure you send a note to your employer saying, I am abiding by all required government measures, masking, social distancing, uh, contact tracing, all that. So, so it's clear that you're not just, you know, ignoring the, the pandemic and pretending as if it doesn't exist. If you lose your job, you do have to get legal advice. We have to talk about what you're owed, how to pursue it. There's not going to be a way for the employee to deal with that on their own. It's just not possible. It's always a bad idea. It's going to be actually impossible in this situation. You have to get some advice. There may be some legal action involved, but for many employees, Greg, there's a lot at stake. There could be as much as two years' pay or more at stake. So that is the best advice I can give. You know, Lior, we often, when you come in, I, I love this because uh, we're talking about the legality of things. Can I ask you, you know, a question on, on a personal note, if, if I may? Don't you think that this, what's happening right now, is going to create a massive disaster in employment, uh, employee-employer relations across the country? Well, yeah, I, I don't know how you can, you know, if, if I don't want to get the vaccine and, and I get it because I don't want to lose my job. How do we rehabilitate that relationship between employer and employee? I think that is a huge problem. And I think for employers, we, we've been hearing for, for months now that employers are having a hard time getting uh, employees back to work so they can continue operating. So employers are now going to let people go and, and make their lives even more difficult. So I don't know that a lot of employers have thought this through. And again, as you said, Greg, this is not about whether the vaccine is, is good or bad. You and I may have very different views on the vaccine, but what we can't have different views on is the law. The law is neutral. The law doesn't care who I am or who you are. The law is the law. 
And because of that, I think that a lot of employers don't understand the liability that they have. And you know what's going to happen? You may have a company with, you know, 25 people that has to let five of them go, decides to let five of them go because they don't get vaccinated. They're going to have to pay so much damages, that company may then be out of business. So I, I just think this whole idea of not sitting down and figuring out what's necessary, figuring out what works with the business and just implementing these lines of the sand, in the sand, I just don't think that's a productive way to operate. But, I mean, what if you work for the government? Because that, that, is the, you know, that is the big elephant in the room that nobody's talking about. What if you work for the government and you get terminated on that basis? So the same remedies apply, except you may have another uh, remedy available against the government, which is a charter uh, type of a claim. You know, we have a right to, to certain freedoms under the Charter of Rights. The charter does not apply to private businesses. It does not, but it does apply to government. But again, ultimately, uh, whether it's provincial, municipal governments, uh, if they draw the line in the sand, regardless of the legality of doing that, it's going to happen, and you will, you will lose your job. And the, the one thing I am trying to prevent people from doing, because this has been widespread, there's a lot of misinformation online, is to say, well, wait a second, I know my rights, so my employer can't do this to me. No, you're wrong. Your employer is doing this. And you can't stop it. You can only deal with it after the fact. So I don't want people to assume that the law is going to be able to jump in here and prevent something from happening, and they can keep the job as if nothing has happened. That, that's true, Greg, whether you work for the government. That's true whether you work for a private business. And at some point in the not very distant future, these matters are going to be before the courts. They're going to be before the Human Rights Tribunal, and we're going to get some very clear guidance at that point. Until then, we simply have to apply the principles that we understand and know to the current situation. Okay, so I understand everything you just said. And folks, if you if you want to listen to this, you can just download the podcast and listen to it afterwards. Uh, Leo Sanfiero is a is a good friend of mine and knows also, in my opinion, the the absolute top employment lawyer in the country. So this is the sort of uh, power that we're bringing to the show to give you some advice. So, Leo, the, the, here's the next question, okay? I worked for somebody. This person is taking a hard line. They're drawing a line on the sand, a line on the sand, and they have decided to let me go. Uh, I send an email saying, look, I am complying with everything that's required of me. I am social distancing. I, I, I do social tracking. I do, I wear my mask. I do everything that you ask of me to do right now, and you're still terminating me. What do I do next? So the next thing you do, first of all, is you want to make sure that your employer is not somehow saying that you didn't resign. I've seen situations where the employer is saying, if you don't get vaccinated by this date, you, you've resigned. Nonsense, right? So if that's what your employer says, you immediately write a text, an email, something in writing, otherwise it doesn't exist, saying, no, I'm not resigning. In fact, I'm going to continue coming into work until you, employer, tell me that you've terminated my employment and are letting me go. You don't want to get into a debate, into a discussion over whether you've resigned or, or were let go. That's not a good debate to be in. And then if and when you are let go, one of the things you can do is go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca to assess your termination entitlements. In fact, even if you're on the fence right now and you're debating what do I do, how much am I going to be owed, a good place to go to. And then feel free to give me a call. I've been answering a lot of questions, and, and I've already been involved and engaged in representing employees to help them get the compensation that they're owed. 
So that is really what you can do. Of course, Greg, that's for non-union employees. For union employees, push your union, try to convince them to represent you. In some extreme situations, if the union is really uh, not doing anything, you can file a complaint against your union at the labor to board. To the labor uh, board? That, that's not an ideal situation, only because 98.5% of these cases at the labor board are not successful, but that is an option. Uh, but for unionized employees, certainly, you are able to take legal action. Sorry, for non-union employees, you're able to take uh, legal action without having to worry about anyone else doing it for you. So if let's say that I'm a union representative and I have taken the stand that I want to protect the, the people from my union, can the union contact you and you represent the actual union? It is certainly possible because the union is going to hire a lawyer, and the union may say, I want to have Lior, I want to have Bob, I want to have whoever uh, uh, represent us, but it has to be the union. Now, one of the, the concerns I think the unions are having, one of the issues that they're having is that, you know, if we, if we look at the statistics, 80% of people, 78, 80% are vaccinated, which means the union assumes that 80% of their members may well support vaccine mandates. So they don't want to upset those people, which is why I've seen and heard of a lot of unions saying, no, we're not going to help those that don't want to be vaccinated. Uh, I don't think that's right, because, again, the law doesn't really care about politics. The law doesn't care about, you know, who you want to upset. But those are the options that are available for unionized employees. That is fascinating. Folks, if you if you find value in this at all, um, Lior is, you know, Lior is my personal employment lawyer. So, you know, I have used his services for many years in the past. And I can tell you that uh, there is no better representation that you could have. Leo, where can somebody find you if they find themselves in this position? way to reach out is through employmentlawyer.ca. Again, employmentlawyer.ca. You can read out a lot about your legal rights there. You can contact me and my team. Best place to go to. Leo, I love you, man. You are amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom here with uh, to the public because it doesn't matter what your position on the vaccine is. This has got nothing to do with it. This has got to do with the legality of what is happening. And there is there is a narrative that is going on out there that in which people are feeling hopeless. They don't know what to do. And I think that if we can shed some light into this, uh, I think the job has been well done. Leo, you are welcome to come back here at any time and you can have the entire Slacker Nation supporting what you do and i really appreciate you taking the time this uh, this busy morning of yours to share what you do and what you know with slacker nation uh, thank you so much for coming on the show Lior. greg you're awesome love being with you and look forward to doing it again thank you Lior. have an awesome weekend folks that is Lior sanfero is canada's top employment lawyer and uh, I don't think that I could give you a better advice than he can. So, you know, in the areas that I need some expertise, I bring experts to help you. And um, the best way to do this is by dealing with people that I actually do business with. And Leo has been by my side for the last decade almost. And um, if you want to listen to what we just said, if you want to repeat it because it affects you or somebody that you love, you can go to Apple and uh, go to iTunes podcast or you can go to Google podcast and click subscribe and download the podcast and listen to this. It's very important that you listen to this because you never know when this may be affecting you. 
Folks, the show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. And for whatever is worth to you folks, if you're looking to buy a car within the next three months, don't wait. Speed it up because we are literally running out of cars and we're not the only car manufacturers doing this. Everyone is running out of cars. And if you want to talk to the man himself, come and see me at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. I will make sure that you get taken care of. Let's take a short, not small, a short break and we'll be right back folks don't put your blame on me i'm just a human the only advice that you ever need to take from me is the automotive advice when it comes to law and employment law you need to take leo's advice when it comes to money and what you do with your money you need to talk to money mike when it comes to your real estate needs you need to talk to Faisal from mikasa agent those are the people that know what they're talking about. The rest is just conversations. The rest is just opinions. You see that last segment that we had with Lior, if you had to get independent employment advice in, in, in the current employment environment, that would have cost you a pile of money. But no, we bring it to you. We bring it to you for free. Why? Because this is the way that I give back to my community, folks. I run car dealerships for a living. That's my job. What I do here on the radio show is my work. This is my life's work. So it is important to me that if I can make one of you's lives easier today, if I can change your life, if I can get you to change your mind about something, if I can get you to think about something differently, my job is done. Why? You may ask yourself. Well, listen to this. You see... I'm not, I'm not an expert, other than the automotive uh, input that you get from me here every Saturday morning. I'm not an expert at anything. I'm just trying to figure things out, just like you are. So I don't know. Every day I wake up and thinking, ah, what's going to happen today? <laughs> what am I going to have to deal with today? Whether it's somebody cutting you off, your boss coming down hard on you, a customer just claiming things that didn't happen. You know how it is. If you work in the retail service industry, you know how difficult customers can be. So this is what we do here. Every Saturday morning, we try to shed, shed a little bit of light into your life. Some people think I'm high. I don't do drugs, folks. I want to. <laughs> you know, I tried weed some time ago, but I, I don't know. It does funny things to me. CBD, just strictly CBD oil is great. When you want to go to sleep, it's great. Have you ever tried CBD oil, uh, Ben, there? I have not. I don't know no. if you do, but... I haven't. You never tried it? No. I don't know, but weed does something funny to me. I, I get paranoid. I think that everybody hates me. And uh, it's not good, man. <laughs> sure, are you sure that's the weed, Greg? <laughs> it, it is. It is. Wow. That's mean, man. Uh, yeah, that was mean. Come on. I got I to deliver a blow here and there, right? You... you <laughs> you, just, you just hurt my feelings. You did me dirty. That's mean. Well, you hurt the feelings. Wow. <laughs> you cut me deep. I was not expecting that. Yeah, it's from like, you, especially from you, Ben. It's like you always say. You don't care about the you don't care about the feelings of uh, the people that call in, right? I know, but I have some left, and you just got to them. <laughs> you cut them deep. Anyway, so last last time I had you know weed, I was doing some jujitsu in my house, and. Uh, 
you know, everybody was fine. We we're having some water. We smoked some weed. Next thing you know, we roll for an hour and a half and something happened like fast forward. Like all my buddies are gone and I'm sitting on the couch with my feet up and just hugging my knees. I'm thinking, what happened? They don't like me anymore. They just left me. So I started to text all my buddies saying, are you guys okay? Like, what happened? Why did you leave? <laughs> Why did you hate me so much? Everybody was making fun of me for the next three, four months. <laughs> it was not, it was not fun. But you know, I've been reading a, a lot of, in, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a bad trip. You know, I've been reading a lot about mushrooms these days. And, uh, have you ever done mushrooms, Ben? Uh, I have not, but I do know a few people from university that have. And how was their experience? <laughs> Uh, one of them was something. They came back the next morning and had a bunch of dirt on their face, and it turns out they stayed the night in the woods. Are you serious? I am dead serious. <laughs> well, you know, I keep thinking, of, you know, there are many, many psychologists and, and, and neuroscientists that keep talking about this, you know, DMT and ayahuasca and all these things, and I, uh, I keep thinking about it, but I have such control issues that I, I I refuse to do it and not be in a safe environment. So I'm scared. It scares me. I want to try it because I think that it would be kind of a life-altering experience. But I'm, I'm afraid. So I know that I will try at some point because I, I try to do everything. You know, look, I'm turning 50 this year, man. I've said this on the show enough times. So, you know, I, I really have nothing left to lose. And, uh, you know, if you, if you do something like this in the safety of your home and with the, you know, with your loved ones, why not? Why not? But I've been thinking about it. Now, saying that, we, uh, you know, the show is evolving to something completely different, folks. Uh, you know, what started as a, as an automotive show now is, is really about you and what you want to talk about. And for the last three or four weeks, all we've talked about is politics. So what I want to do for the rest of the, the rest of the show. So we have two full hours. And, uh, by the way, if you want to call and you have a beef or a comment, a suggestion, a concern, call me. I want to talk to you. You know, I know that your husband doesn't talk to you or your husband or your wife or your girlfriend, they don't talk to you. But this is my job. I'm here. I'm here to listen to you. Doesn't matter what it is. Now, don't be crazy because if you go crazy, Ben has got specific instructions and just hanging up. He will hang up on you. I Listen, I have no problem discussing some of your ideas. I have no problem discussing some of your opinions. But some of you... <laughs> Some of you are they're out there, like really, really far out there. Would you agree with that statement, Ben? There are some people that are just gone. Yeah, I mean, all the calls go through me. So, yes, I could say that, that I have had some out there calls that haven't made it to air. So, yes. so, so if you are talking to me and, and, and the next thing you hear is like, oh, I'm sorry, I think we lost you. <laughs> Yeah, generally means... It's because the guy at the radio thinks you're nuts. Yeah, generally, What's that, not, man? A, generally not a technical issue in that case. <laughs> Oops, I think we just lost Ben. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ben. We'll just carry on and we'll take the next phone call. So if you want to call the show and discuss anything, uh, especially since this is the last show before the election, and folks, remember the election is Monday. So this is your chance to try to convince the masses to vote your way. So if you're going to call the show, call us at 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050 is the phone number. I want to know who you're voting for and why, 
And also, why is it that we should think like you or why is it that we should vote like you? So again, 416-870-1050 is the phone number. And if you're calling from out of town, you can call me at 1-855-591-6876. I repeat that, 1-855-591-6876. Or if you are on top of things, you can reach me on social media. You can call, uh, send me a message on Instagram. It's at Greg Carrasco, not Greg Carrasco, Greg Carrasco. So Greg Carrasco, you can find it on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, you name it. I'm the easiest person on the planet to find. I also want to send a big shout out to a fan of the show, Nat. And his boss, Paul, apparently Paul has been listening to the show for a very, very, very long time. And not with his uh, ex-wife. You know, it always makes me happy when somebody shows up with their ex-wife. It means that the system didn't win. I haven't been so lucky. He showed up with his ex-wife and said, look, if you're buying a car, you have to come and see Greg. Greg will hook you up. Greg will take care of things because that's all I do. I go to the office at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. You come and see me and I fix your problems. You create your problems. I fix them for you. And after you have bought a car somewhere else, don't call me because it's too late. You're looking at me, Ben. What's going on? Uh, we do have one caller. It's up to you if you want to get to him after you, the break. You know, if, if he's kind enough, let's, let's get him to wait for a couple of seconds because I want to give him all my attention and, and I don't want to rush to the phone calls. The show is brought to you folks by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And if you want to support what we do here, you need to come and see me, support the cause. Oakville Nissan, Oakville Infinity, 416-870-1050 is the phone number. Let's go for a short break. And on the other side of the hour, we're going to talk about the election. <laughs> Uh, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. It is time for Greg Carrasco. Kick it. Whoa, what's the Greg Carrasco show? Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guest from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? Greg Carrasco, trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. Broadcasting live. Here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock. The guy knows wheels like a Dow stock. Movie talk on a boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host. Greg Carrasco. Slackers, if you're just tuning in, this is Greg Carrasco, your host. You are listening to Canada's largest automotive radio show that is not so much about cars anymore. That's your fault, people. Because you want to talk about all sorts of in interesting things. You don't want to talk about boring cars, right? So I will indulge your opinions. I will indulge what you have to say about anything. So if you want to call me this morning, the number is 416-870-1050. Or you can call us at 1-855-591-6876 if you're calling from out of town. Um, and if you want to send me a message, you can always send me a message on social media at Greg Carrasco. I'm easy to find. The number again is 416 870 
And if you call him from out of town, 1-855-591-6876. Folks, this show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. And in my opinion, we have the best looking staff in the country. So if you want to get all your automotive needs met, and uh, if you have already bought a vehicle somewhere else, folks, if you've already made the mistake of not consulting me before you made a decision, I can't help you. It's too late. I'm not going to get you help you get out of a car deal. That's illegal. And if anybody's trying to do that, not only is it illegal, but it's, it's unethical. It's not nice. Somebody did all the work. You know, you should reward them with your business. If somebody did all the work, don't, don't be a DB. Don't, don't. You know, when it comes to buying cars, Richard Noggins should not be allowed. So don't be a Richard Noggin. You need to be fair. And that's all I ask. Now, as per the show, uh, we, um, this is the last show that we have before the election. And I think it's important that we address this in a way that makes sense. Uh, look, I'm not going to try to convert you to any political positioning. That's not my job. That's your problem. The only thing that I'm going to try to convince you to do is to make your voices heard. And I can tell you this, uh, and I have seen this over the last few weeks in the election campaign, is that politicians right now have no sense of pride. They have no self-respect, and they are trying to appeal to your feelings as opposed to the facts. You know, they're looking at polls. What's more important to you, X or Y? And then it is, if Y is more important, boom, you see politicians just changing their opinion on nonsense. That's not, that's not leadership. That is you being manipulated. And this is one of the reasons why I have always held the strong belief that you will never elect an honest politician because an honest politician will be ruthless, will be ruthless in their opinion. And that's not what people want. You know, right now we have a candidate that is made fame by dancing on TikTok. Are you serious? Is this what we, is this the best that we can do? Is this truly what politics has come down to? A popularity contest? Is that what it is? What about some substance? What about something real? What about something that is difficult to talk about? Nobody wants to talk about this. Why? Because the, the, the things that really matter are uncomfortable. They are uncomfortable to the sense that nobody wants to expose themselves to say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person. And next thing you know, because that's the problem with democracy, you're always subjected to, to the mob violence. You see, I've always believed that smart people are outnumbered. Smart people are outnumbered. And on that basis, I believe it was Oscar Wilde. You can, Ben can always correct me if I'm wrong. You know, he said that whenever you find, no, if voting was, <laughs> if voting did anything, they wouldn't let you do it. It was Gandhi that said that whenever you find in the side of the majority, that is the time that you need to stop and think. So the lines are open. I want to know what you think about the election. I want to know who you think your next new prime minister is going to be who do you want it to be and i want to know why the number to call is 416-870-1050 don't be a slacker call the carrasco show we have a phone call right now ben who do we have on the line 
We've got Nick from St. Catharines. Nick, you're on the Greg Crosco Show. Nick, what is happening? I'm doing okay, Greg. How are you? I am amazing, and I, I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. I may not agree with you, but we will have a healthy discussion, so talk to me. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on. Well, the reason I called in today, Greg, is I, I want to make a plea right now to conservatives across the country, namely because I understand people are frustrated, and, and it's with you know the reasons you just explained. Aaron O'Toole, as a conservative leader, is afraid to really run on conservative ideals. And for that reason, he has to portray himself as a liberal light. And for that rationale, conservatives, true conservatives, are not hearing a platform that actually meets their ideals. And so they run to the PPC. Now, I, I, I actually sympathize with that position, except the problem for me is that we know the PPC can't win. That's just obvious at, at this early stage in their political party existence. But what I think people are being a bit short-sighted on is when you look at what the liberals were just trying to pass just just a couple months prior to the election. Which one, what, pass, what were they trying to pass, Nick? Well, when you think about the, the hate speech bill, a oh, huge, yeah, huge, that's insane. huge rejection of freedom of speech, the conversion therapy bill, which was far too broad, and it was damaging freedom of religion and freedom of speech again. And also, from a conservative perspective, and this might not be what most viewers would agree on, but personally, the huge expansion of medical assistance and dying. Now, if you're a conservative, you're opposed to all three of those. If you vote for the PPC, and that's a, a vote that's a difference now because the liberal's going to win the seat where you vote for that PPC because the conservatives are now having less votes, well, now you're looking at a situation where the liberals get in, and those are the first bills being tabled. So that, that's my plea to conservatives. Okay, to kind of so, Nick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to argue with you on this one. I'm going to play the devil's advocate. Is that okay? Please do. Okay, so we, we knew that uh, the, the Conservative Party of Canada was not going to win a majority. We, we, we knew this. Because I don't think that Aaron O'Toole represents true conservative values. He is literally running on a liberal platform, which is, is beyond my level of understanding. Uh, and uh, on that basis alone, the, the, the most that we could have ever hoped for is for a minority government uh, from the Progressive Conservative Party of Canada. Correct? Correct. Okay, so now, since... The, the PC cannot win a, a majority. The, the liberals are going to waste a billion dollars to put themselves in the exact same position that they were before the election, in the middle of a pandemic, which is selfish. I'm sorry, that's selfish. That election should have never come through right now. But the only reason why an election was called is because they want to put through tougher bills. They, they want to put through tougher legislation. And now, because you have the NDP and liberals in the same bed, they sleep together every night, and uh, they help each other out to pass all the most unpopular legislation. Um, the best that we could hope for is to have a minority government. And at that point, you still have to contend with the liberals and the NDP. So this election was already doomed. It was doomed from the start. So for those people out there that are, that want to take a stronger stand against the system, I think that you need to start by creating a party that stands against the system in the first place. And if you, if you vote to throw somebody out 
as opposed to voting for your ideals, you will never be able to create honest change in Canada. Because, you know, and this is what I said last week, Nick, you don't vote for every platform. Look, for whoever, because I already voted. I refuse to look at individual issues within a platform because if I do that, I'm going to drive myself crazy because I don't agree with everything that a party says in another party and the, everyone has got this certain things that I can fall behind. And on that basis, I, I, I will, I, there was a stalemate. I wouldn't know who to vote for. So what I decided to do, it was to look at direction. Do I like the direction the country is going? Yes or no? So that's a very simple question. So now, if I do like the direction the country is going, and I want to support this division, <laughs> because this is, I've never, I've been here 30 years, man. I came from a dictatorship, and I've never seen Canada this destroyed and divided as it is today. So if you disagree with that, and you like this utopic paradise, and you like the direction that is going, then you vote for the current government. If you want to accelerate the direction the government is going. You vote for the people that are on the other side, but on the same political affiliations. Now, if you don't like the direction the, the government is going or the country is going, then you need to vote for the opposition. This is very simple. And if you want to accelerate the way that we get to a different type of government, then you vote for the party that is on the other side of the opposition. This is very simple political math. But for some reason, Nick, I think that you see... I, I do believe that the PC was the one that created the narrative that if people vote for the PPC, they were going to be splitting the vote. And I think that that is a brilliant marketing campaign to stop people from actually thinking. Do you disagree with this idea, Nick? Well, I just know from my conversations with fellow conservatives that that was a happening, right? That people were, were absolutely considering to vote the PPC. And, and it's the same thing that the liberals do when it looks like the NDP are growing in strength. They just appeal to NDP voters saying, well, now it's time to strategically vote for the liberals. Because if you vote for the NDP and we split, then the conservatives get the majority. Right. But look, you see, you know, and I don't disagree with you on, on in, in, essentially, I don't disagree with you. But what I'm telling you is that, you know, there is there is a, a growing communist socialist portion of Canada. And they have an actual political party, and it seems to be growing steam. That's the NDP. You know, and that's my biggest beef with the NDP, that they're not honest with their constituency. And a lot of people that don't have any clue what they stand for, they continue to just look at the NDP, the New Democratic Party of Canada. No, no, no. It is the, <laughs> it is the Communist Socialist Party of Canada. That's what it's called. So let's, don't kid yourself. So if, if you have somebody that has those political tendencies now, they have representation, which is great. Imagine if they were always afraid of showing their true colors and saying, oh, we're going to split the vote. They would have never had a political side that would represent truly what they stand for. So I do believe that you need to vote for what your ideals are, not because you want to throw somebody out. And that's one of the biggest problems that Canadians have when it comes to voting, Nick. That's one of the biggest problems they have. They vote people out. They don't vote people in. You know, they, they want to retaliate. That is, is, is that passive aggression thing that I see all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I, listen, I'm not saying for you to vote for anybody. You know, you make your decisions. You know, you know your individual situation at home. You know where you stand on certain things. But I, I implore everyone that's listening to the show to listen 
to and look at the direction of the country. If you are okay with the direction the country is going. And if that is the case, then you know you know exactly what you need to do. But you know, last night, uh, Nick, and sorry that this conversation and this call is going so long, but I, I find interesting what you're saying, Nick. Last night, I spent an hour and a half uh, listening to the podcast between Professor Jordan Peterson and Maxime Bernier. Uh, because Maxime Vernier is, is clearly, I, now I understand why they didn't want to let him be part of the debates. And, you know, everyone on the left is going to say, oh, well, he lost his vote. Sure. Because he took a stand. Because he was honest with himself, he lost his right, which is fine. Let him. But you will be amazed as to how fast that movement is growing, Nick. And I don't, I think that you know exactly what I'm talking about. That movement is growing, just like the NDP grew at one point. That is growing. And I think that you cannot exclude people simply because they disagree with you. And, and, and that, that's, I have a beef with the world right now. That we demonize people because they have an, a difference of opinion. No! No! I, you know, I, I'm a human after all. I'm only human. In, just because I disagree with you, it doesn't make me a bad person. We just disagree. That's all there is to it. But I don't think that people should be afraid of voting for who they think should lead the country, for who represents their ideals the most, because no one is going to represent them 100% of the time. Nick, do you have anything to add to this? Yeah, you know what? I, I agree with you. That makes sense to me. And I think what the reason, you know, the reasoning I would say vote for the conservatives based on, you know, this conversation, the, the, I, I'm left with no choice based on the electoral system, right? Like when I, when, like you talked about using vote math or political math, like the electoral system is based in a, in such a way that you have to vote for sometimes a party who is most likely to make some changes towards your ideological views. If we had a, a proportional representation system, absolutely my vote is going to the PPC, right? Because I know there's a direct correlation between the percentage of votes that goes to that specific party. But with our current electoral system, we are, I want to say screwed. We're, we're left with, with uh, if you have two conservative parties, you're splitting votes, it just the numbers just don't work out. And you're always going to have a liberal or uh, NDP coalition uh, just because of the electoral system. And I think that, that that has to change, quite honestly. Nick, thank you so much for the phone call. Your thoughts are valued and appreciated here on the Carrasco Show. And if you have something to say on the matter, folks, call us, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050 is the phone number. Let's talk to Mike in Scarborough. Mike, how can Carrasco make your life better this morning? You can find me at 71 CUDA for under 100,000 U.S., <laughs> uh, you, the likely, the likelihood of that happening is. <laughs> how can I help you, man? This election is about getting rid of Trudeau. End of story. End of story. Like we could go on for thirty minutes on how much corruption, how much damage this guy has created to Canada for the next twenty years, how much of a clown act he's made Canada and internationally, how much we don't have any replacement fighter planes, how much lies, corruption, funneling money to his friends, to SNC. Before he calls the election, he was campaigning and he was writing checks in the millions and billions to the East Coast. Again, money going back to SNC for the lower Muskrat Falls project. These are all things that the media doesn't talk about because they're boring, right? It's boring, you know? We're being bankrupted underneath our noses. 
and it's it's a boring topic. So but Mike, like, you got to remember this. That when 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 <laughs> look, and, and I, I I say this quote far too often because it, it is so so applicable. You can't expect a person to understand something when their income is based on them not understanding. And you see, and this is something that that I've been thinking a lot about this because I stay up at night thinking about this crap. Uh, it is very easy to assume perceived consensus when any dissenting voice is being censored. So right now, if you have an opinion that doesn't agree with what the media is saying, what the government is pushing forward as, as the actual message, you are literally being censored. So when every single person who disagrees is not even allowed to speak, it's very easy for the, the, the ones that don't think to, to assume that everybody is on the same side. And that is my beef. Now, look, whether you want Trudeau to stay in or you want him tossed out onto the curb because of what he's done to the country, it doesn't matter to me. What it matters to me is that you need to take that right that has been given to you because you still have some personal freedoms left. They're quickly getting eroded. And those of you Canadians that are out there that have always been living here, that have been born and raised in Canada, you need to understand that there are some people that come from other countries that have some ideas about what is happening here. It's like we are the canaries in the mine. We, we sense when this stuff is coming up because we've seen it before. And I think that it's important that if you have a say in the matter to go out on Monday, go out, make sure that you put a little X inside the circle, not outside the circle because they will invalidate your vote. And if you're really angry about something, don't make the X bigger. <laughs> Just make it between the circle and, and exercise your right to choose. The right to choose. And this is very quickly going away Mike, the right to I choose. Know. Go ahead. I, I understand what you're saying, and you're absolutely correct. Censorship, fiscal disaster, uh, foreign policy, not being invited to, to beat up on China with Australia, the U.S., and England. That's huge. People don't get that stuff. That stuff is the important stuff. What are we doing today, uh, Greg? We're working today. I work every Saturday. I employ four people. I'm 61% of the country that employs the people yet you know yet i don't get a 130 million dollar check you know from the liberals to build affordable housing which is a scam you know he hands over a check to galen weston again this time it's not for fridges it's to build uh, multi-rise apartments you know people don't get it so mike uh, who are you voting for well i voted for for the conservatives because they got a shot of kicking him to the curb now i don't like aaron o'toole as much as um, uh, look, look, I like Bernier. He's a true conservative. Bernier is a true is it, conservative. Is it? Okay, hold on a second. You know, Mike, I, I thank you so much for the point, but, and, and I'm going to leave you on that thought. Thank you so much for the phone call. You know, is Bernier really a conservative? Is, it, is he really? I don't think he is. I think, I think is a, you know, for, for those of you that are political junkies, you will understand that, you know, he's a libertarian. You know, he's a libertarian, and a lot of people don't understand what libertarian is. I think that, uh, Maxime Bernier is a classical liberal and uh, there is a lot of confusion of what liberalism stands for and it's certainly not what we have here in Canada let's talk to Frank and Mississauga Frank and Saga how can the slacker make your life better this morning only this slacker can make my life better however <laughs> we'll move on from that I am going to actually vote for who you rightly called the uh, 
uh, the candidate that is a libertarian. And I already did. I went to the advanced pollings and I pushed it for PPC. Mm-hmm. And also what I noticed is huge turnout, like just an immense turnout, which tells me there's going to be a government replaced. Uh, likely it will be conservative, uh, a minority. But I think if people like me vote PPC, if we can get him in as the official opposition, I think we've got a good thing going, and I think we can do it, because I'm just not going to vote for the other three or four other liberal parties that only use, you know, different names. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually kind of funny what you just said there, Frank. <laughs> Listen, on the, we're going to take a small break. Thank you so much for the phone call, uh, Frank. Uh, folks, if you have a say in the matter in the election and you disagree with what we're saying here, I welcome you to call us. Now, just so you know, I invited every single one of the... Um, of the leaders, but you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not that important, so they won't come on the show. I think that they're afraid because I'm not a broadcaster. I am not uh, an actual trained journalist. I am just a regular human asking the tough questions, and no one wants to talk to me. But I can tell you this: um, when I, I want to listen to all the platforms. And the circus that I saw the other day on the debate, you know, honestly. After watching three hours of that debate, I became stupider, if that is even a word. Is that a word, Ben? Becomes dumber, stupider. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> ironic about us talking about a, a waste of a debate, and then we can't, we don't know if words are proper or not. But, uh, well, listen, yeah. I'm an ESL man. I have an excuse. You don't. You're I a think, teacher. But anyways, folks. stupider is a word, yes. <laughs> the, you're listening to Canada's okay. The, you're listening to the People's Republic of Canada's largest automotive radio show that is not about cars. This morning we're dedicating the show to the last Saturday before the election. So if you want to say something in address a hundred thousand people that are listening to the show right now, you better call in four one six eight seven zero ten fifty is the number. Four one six eight seven zero ten fifty is the number. And if you call in from out of town, it's one eight five 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 nine one six eight seven six. I care about your opinion. I know your spouse doesn't. I know your kids don't. I know your girlfriend or boyfriend don't listen to you. I listen to you. Call us. 416-870-1050 is the number. We'll be right back after this short break. Let me be your everlasting light. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show. The People's Republic of Canada's largest automotive radio show that's not about cars. This show is the last show that we have before the election. This Monday we decide, we the people decide who is going to lead us. Who is either going to run the country into a wall (laughs) without airbags and leave us hanging the bag or who is not. You are ultimately the one who decides. And if enough of us speak up, there is a giant, giant number of people, and I'm talking millions of people, that are voting a certain way, but they're quiet about it. It's fascinating what censorship does to people. It makes them afraid. But I can tell you, when you are alone with your vote, that's your power right there. Do not shy away from what you believe. Do not shy away from where you stand. It doesn't matter whether you're voting for the NDP or the PPC. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're voting for the Liberal Party or the Liberal Party zero calories. The 
the PC. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Do it. Make your voices heard. And you know, last night I spent 90 minutes listening to Professor Jordan Peterson interviewing Maxime Bernier. And the reason why I was curious to listen to that podcast, and I, I posted it on my social, uh, on Instagram. I posted the link there. So if you want to listen to those two, uh, it's important that you, that you click on that. And the reason why I wanted to listen to those two is because personally, and I know that many of you will disagree with me, I don't care. Professor Jordan Peterson, as well as Slavok Zizek. I'm going to repeat this. Yes, you heard that right coming from the Quran. I think the Professor Jordan Peterson and Slavok Zizek are two, probably two of the most important intellectuals of our time. And whenever you have a think tank like Peterson interviewing uh, one of the members of the opposition that the the establishment decided to exclude from the debates. Um, when you have a member of the opposition that the establishment decided to censor from you, they sens they didn't censor him. You know, a lot of people get this confused. They're not censoring him for from speaking up because he's speaking anyways. They're censoring you from listening. Think about that for a second. Do you really think the government knows better? So I listened to Professor Jordan Peterson just bombard Bernier with questions. And I'm talking tough questions. What makes you think that you are better for the country? What makes you think that you have the answer? It was a very, very interesting conversation. And I encourage all of you people out there to not take people's opinions based on hearsay. Listen to it yourself, and then you can make up your own mind. Because he's the only person that was excluded from the clown show that we had a couple of weeks ago in the debate. I couldn't believe what I was listening to. Really? I think that the, the moderator is going to run for politics just to assert themselves. Oh, yeah. It's like they were candidates, not the candidates. They seem to have more conviction. And all I can say to you this is when, if you stand... For everything, you stand for nothing. Leadership is about principles. It's about sticking a stand. And I'm not saying that you're not supposed to change your mind at some point. I mean, that, that, that is something that is undervalued in Canadian politics. You can change your mind on important topics. I have changed my mind on some very important things. Which means that you have the ability to grow. But... When you're looking at the polls and deciding what issue is more important and you decide to change your stand based on this just so you can get the most votes, you need to be voted out. We have another phone call here. Who do we have on the line, uh, Ben? Uh, if I'm correct, we have Alex from Toronto. Alex, you're on the Great Carrasco Show. Alex, how can I make your life better this morning? Talk to me. Hey, this is a great show. I'm glad you're doing this uh, just before the election, you know. Getting Thank uh, you. people involved and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I voted last week. I'm excited because um, uh, I, I know this was a snap election by Trudeau, and I know what he was – everybody knows what he's trying to do. And he, I don't think he's going to get it because he's obviously trying to get a majority government, and it's not going to happen either way. He's going to probably end up minority if he loses. But uh, my, my beef with the liberals is they're just – they're like drunken, uh, drunken sailors. They're just spending money. They're just – Everything, everyone they need wants money, just giving it to them, right? 
it's ridiculous how much he's been giving out and how much he's promising even more. And the other issue I want to bring up with you, I wonder if you're concerned. I was reading about this pamphlet he got about fighting climate change. He's he's the one who's the biggest on this of all the parties. He's planning to get rid of, you know, uh, zero emissions by 2050 and then subsidies to fossil fuels by 2023. Because it would affect, I'm just curious, from your end, in your industry, what you feel about that, how it would affect it. Well, look, I mean, I think that ultimately comes down to our, our country runs on tax revenue. Um, the government itself does not generate money. The, the government just takes resources and, and in this case tax the resources and whether it's a human resource or natural resource, the government takes the revenue and redistributes it. And uh, I, I have no problem with the government going for a green initiative, but what, what we don't know is that where is the money going to come from? Like, where is the money going to come from? And, you know, uh, when I was listening to this uh, podcast last night, a very interesting point was made. Um, when With the equalization of, of taxes across the country, every province pays a certain percentage depending on what their their share is. And when you, when you tax Alberta the most and then you criticize them for how they make their money, you know, that doesn't seem particularly fair. So, I'd, to be honest with you, I don't care how they achieve this. I, I know that we, we have to move towards greener alternatives, but no one has presented a credible plan. No one, no one has said, uh, you know, this is what we're doing and this is how we are going to achieve it. I mean, the, the current government has, has missed every single deadline on every single promise that they've ever made. And the only thing that's happening right now is that I'm paying a carbon tax and the gas prices have never been this high since I can remember. Have you seen the gas prices been at the pumps for the last few weeks? Yep. They're a buck forty, a buck forty five. What is this? It gets cold. And nobody's talking about inflation. So uh, I think that <laughs> I think that enough Canadians have a brain in order for them to to not get caught up with the uh, uh, with the political fast talk, and and then they're going to be able to change uh, some of the outcomes that's happening right now. But Alex, thank you so much for the phone comment. I, I really appreciate it. We have Walter on the line from Toronto, don't we? Is Walter there? And how can I make your life better this morning, Walter? Hi. How are you today? Uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm having real discussions with real Canadians, which, by the way, the lines are open. You can call me right now, 416-870-1050 is the number. Again, 416-870-1050. The election is happening this coming Monday, and I want to know what your stand is on the, on, 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 the, on the election and what your views are, and if you can change my mind or we can agree on what's happening. So, Walter, talk to me. Well, i I got to be honest with you. I'm Sorry, I'm just walking up a hill here trying to get my morning walk in. I'm uh, very disillusioned with Trudeau. I didn't like the fact when he had the majority, he had promised uh, representational government, and then that just fell by the wayside. I, I don't think 39% of the electorate should grant anybody a majority. All advanced democracies in the world have some sort of proportional representation. And if you get, you know, 2 3% of the vote... There should be someone in Parliament speaking for those of the population. That's my first point. My second point is I really like your show. I disagree with 90% of what you say. <laughs> Thank you. No, but you're very good at it. I like the way you make people think. I got I to gotta take exception 
to the People's Republic of Canada. I know mm-hmm. we have our warts. I know we haven't done a good job, especially to our indigenous people. I don't know why these kids aren't being dug up and the CSI teams are there because the perpetrators of those crimes are still alive. They're among us. They should be felt. But we, when you say People's Republic of Canada, you're obviously alluding to China. And you and I both know what's going on there, what has gone on there, as as far away from Canada as, as can be. But I just want to hear your Walter, is it, is it or is it just the beginning? You see, they, you, we, we, can, we can debate all, this all the one. Let me ask you something. Let's say that uh, you have made the personal choice of not getting vaccinated for whatever reasons. I don't care your reasons. Can you leave the country right now? No, I... Uh, you I, cannot. Hold on a second. No, Walter, no, no, hold on. No, no. Look, I, I appreciate your opinion, but when you call the show and you disagree with me, you, you have to give me the opportunity to rebuttal. You know, this is, this is the whole concept of what we do here on the show. So if somebody decided to not obey the regime, can they get out of the country right now? I no, they, can, they cannot. No. They cannot. So I mean, they are in, trapped in Canada. Sorry, in fairness to this, Greg, regardless of if you have the vaccine or not, you can't get out. I'm double vaccinated and I still can't leave the country. Why not? Because the border is closed straight up. Like, it's, okay. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I don't think that the it's border was just, closed. Yes, I, if I'm double vaccinated, I still cannot leave the country. I have you pressing, cannot travel right I now. I still have pressing matters to get to the U.S. to complete my teaching certification, and I still can't do that. And I am double vaccinated. I've been double vaccinated for two months. I, you know, this is news to me. So this is this is an even worse problem than I thought. You see, whenever you have a country exercising the the internal boundaries to the point that it, it removes and limits the mobility of its citizens, then we are walking dangerous, dangerous grounds, Walter. And I'm sorry, man. Were you born and raised here, Walter? No, no, I'm very similar to you. I was born in Italy. I came as a young child. And, and yes, I, I am Canadian with an Italian uh, heritage. Uh, so, I, I, in some ways... Your, your, your history is similar to my history. I, I am a retired teacher, and I don't agree in forcing people to, to be vaccinated. I think that's wrong. I think there, there's testing protocols that we could do. But I think people make choices. And, and if you choose not to get vaccinated, then you choose to, to live with uh, restrictions. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't send your kid to school if he hasn't had his polio and his uh, meningitis vaccine. But they're not going to force your kid to have that. But then you're making a choice. Then you're going to have to homeschool your kid. I mean, at some point, we got to look at the, at the, at the big picture. And, well, and- you see, look, but look at it this way, Walter. And uh, you are looking at a policy based on intentions as opposed to the actual results. And um, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But Walter, I appreciate your phone call. I, I have to move on. I have a few other phone calls here. And um, do we have time to take it before a small break or, or should we uh, take Anthony right now, um, Ben? We have time. We have time to take Anthony right now. Okay. Anthony, and, uh, sorry, thank you for calling the Carrasco before, Show. Sorry, Greg, if you don't mind, just before we do yeah. go to, to Anthony, I should clarify, you can fly over the border, but you can't cross the border via via car which is probably the simplest if I just need to get to Buffalo to do something. Yeah, but right. if I want to go to France, I can't. Uh, you can, but the, the testing regulations and everything are, are wild, and it's like $300 to pay for a test and all this stuff. I don't want to get too into it. <laughs> okay, let's talk to Anthony. 
Anthony, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? Hey, Anthony. Uh, it's Anthony, yeah. Um, just regarding your, your point about, you know, how you come from countries and cultures that don't have the freedoms that we have here and we need to protect those. You know, sometimes these freedoms get stretched. So a guy like Maxime Bernier, who lost, you know, the leadership and then decided to move over to another party, and he wasn't towing the party line. In some countries, you lose. You, you stay with the company, and you keep towing that party line, and the conservatives would be a lot further ahead for that reason right now. Well, look, I, I think that I understand what you're saying. In, I, in principle, I don't disagree with you saying that. At some point, people need to stand for something. And if the party that you are a member of is moving away from where you stand, then you need to make decisions. And there are some prices that you need to pay. And he clearly paid the price for that. But, you know, I do have to respect someone that takes a stand and say, look, this is not a popular view right now. But it's an important issue, and I think that it's important for Canadians. And it doesn't matter what the media does to my reputation. It doesn't matter what all the other opposition and other parties are doing to, to what I do here, to what I think. I believe that this is important for Canadians. And I can tell you, I mean, one of the toughest things about running in politics is you immediately make yourself hated by half of the population. And that's tough. You know, as someone that spends a considerable amount of time in the media, on the radio and social media and whatnot, people are ruthless, man. And, you know, sometimes people just get to me and there is nothing you can do about it. I can only imagine what these folks go through. And look, I mean, what they were doing to Trudeau a little while ago, people were throwing rocks at the idiot, pardon me, at, at, the, at the prime minister. Um, <laughs> people were throwing rocks at him. That's that's in no way, shape, or form acceptable behavior. And unfortunately, it undermines the the how violently opposed people are to the government. I think that if one thing that Trudeau made a mistake is it was in underestimating how loath he is by a large number of the Canadian population. And uh, yeah, you know, there are some people that love him because, you know, he's given a lot of your money away to buy votes. But there is a lot of people that completely hate the fact that he is in power and what he's trying to do with this election. I think that this election uh, was a mistake. It was a mistake. Everybody, Canada is paying for this. It's going to cost us just under a billion dollars for him to end up exactly where he was before the election. But, folks, I need to take a very, very short break. The show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. If you want to support what we're doing here, go and look at our vehicles. We're running out of cars, so don't wait. You need to come down, and hopefully we have what you're looking for on ground. Don't buy vehicles that are coming down the pipeline. Yeah, you can place, put your name in an order bank, but we don't know when the vehicles are coming. So try to buy something in stock, regardless of what you're looking at buying. Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Volkswagen, whatever whatever your poison is, buy something that we have in stock. It's the only way that you can guarantee that you're going to have a vehicle uh, within the next few weeks. Uh, let's take a small break. And if you want to call us, short break. <laughs> if you want to call us, 416-870-1050. I want to hear your opinion. 416-870-1050. We'll be right back after the break. And we're back. You are listening to Slacker Nation, Canada's... Oh, sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna upset... What was it, Anthony? 
You are listening to the People's Republic of Canada's largest automotive radio show that is not about cars. Uh, I will answer your car question. And that is the only advice that you need to take from me because everything else, I'm just like you. I don't know. I'm trying to figure things out as I go along. And it's tough. It is tough. That's why I think that everybody should go out and do some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I'll tell you why you should do it. You see, when your relationship with your wife or your husband is the most difficult thing that you do, you're going to hate your life. When you go into the office or going to your job or dealing with customers is the most difficult thing that you do, you're going to hate your life. If dealing with your children is the most difficult thing that you do, you're going to hate your life. But if going to your jiu-jitsu school is the most difficult thing you do, then everything becomes a walk in the park. That's the reason why I do jiu-jitsu. You know, Ben, you should try this sometimes. You should try to put yourself intentionally in harm's way with somebody that can literally kill you and try to solve the problem. And when you solve that problem in real life, and you survive an attack on your life, <laughs> then you can literally leave your jiu-jitsu school and say, you know, I can handle this. I'll, uh... <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> definitely not Definitely not going to disagree with you there or dispute you. I haven't done it, but trust me, I believe you. But I'll, uh, Dude, you I'll one-up you... one you and say that I play men's league soccer in the city of Markham. You should see that. <laughs> no, that's dangerous. You see, that's dangerous. I, I played uh, soccer at the Mississauga Senior Men when I first came to Canada, and I was still acting like a Chilean, like a Spaniard. You know, and that you was violent, man. More. People jumping, flying kicks with cleats on my face. I said, dude, relax, man. I got to go to the office tomorrow. Like, people go crazy on this. No, man, but the reality is that if, the, if one of those guys gets into an actual real fight on the streets and you find, you know, a humble person like the professors that I, that I am so fortunate to have in my life, if you, you know, honestly, if you were to meet my professor from, uh, from Marcio Nunes uh, in Burlington, Marcio, when you see him, he wears glasses, he's always wearing a backpack, you know, he's like, he, he looks like the guy from Blue's Clues. <laughs> You would never know that you are in the presence of one of the most dangerous humans that you will ever come across. And, and this is this is a fact. And the same thing happened to my other two professors. You know, Professor Toma from Evo. When you see him, he's just like a dude. He's like a dude. He's like a dad, you know? He just got a hip replacement. And even with a new hip, even with a bionic hip, he can still turn into a pretzel so tight that I, I gasp for the next breath of fresh air that goes through my lungs because he can kill me. And I'm not even going to talk about Professor Andrew from Cavallo up in Kesway. <laughs> that dude is a beast. But he looks like a history teacher. <laughs> I, can only, I can only see next time that <laughs> I'm on the mat with him. That I'm going to get strangled so fast. You know, let's take one... A quick phone call. It's Todd. I know. Is it Todd or Ted? Ted from Toronto. Thank you for calling the Carrasco Show this morning. How can I make your life better this morning? Hello. Hello, Craig. Amen. Greg, G-R-E-G. -E -G. Greg, Greg, talk sorry, to me. Sorry, I'm trying to gather my thoughts here because I want to talk to the 100,000. Thank you for the opportunity to allow me to talk to your audience. I'm 
No problem, I'm man. I'm a small part of it. I, 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 I did go through martial arts training. I know what you're talking about. It became a religion for me. I was in my young teens, teenage years. I still have, I could still go through all my training and things like that. I'm more into yoga, more the softer side of things, but I can identify with what you're saying. Guys, uh, our, our instructor, unassuming guy, the guy, he could wipe out five, six people at the same time. He was so fast. He was just so skilled. He was just, but if you saw him walking down the street, he was just, just a regular guy, you know. You don't <laughs> want to mess with them. Anyway, am I still on? Yes. Anyway, I wanted to say that. Uh, hello. Yeah, I'm here. We're still, listening to you. Still there, Ted. We're you listening. listen. You wanted to talk to a hundred thousand people all at once. You you do it now. Anyway. Don't go and have this performance anxiety on me. Don't do it. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, what I wanted to say is, in terms of the election, the common thread, and, it, and it's so sad when I reflect on it, the common thread for all the parties is, we're the government, and this is what we're going to provide for you. We're going to give you this. Like, who could give more? Who could, who could provide more? There's, we're becoming basically a country depending on our government with our hands out. There, there's no party that's saying, we're going to give you the platform to grow. So that you could be an entrepreneur, so you could create jobs, so we can have innovation, so we could be more of a sustainable country. N nobody's saying that. Everyone's saying be, we're going to make you more dependent on us, the government. And who's the government? We're the government. You know, you know that we call, you know what we call that as a political system, Ted, right? Yes. What do we call it? It's got the big C happening. The big C <laughs> well, not the quite end. there yet because they still allow, uh, you know, private property, but uh, it's getting there to the big S. That's what we call it. Oh, you oh, see what okay, I'm saying? Okay. And I, I think that a lot of people are missing it. And, you know, look, there is there is a huge importance to, you know, some minor social aspects on social responsibilities of the government. I get that. I get yeah, that. So yeah. that's, you know, don't try to tell me that I'm, that I'm you know, n no, I'm not anti-social -so programs. In fact... If I would describe my own personal political affiliation, you would not believe what I believe. But, you know, that's saying that I think it's important that whatever you feel in this election, you go out and make your voice heard. Thank you so much for the phone call, Ted. I really appreciate you calling. Now, folks, if you want to call me and talk to me about the election, who you're voting for and why, call me 416-870-1050. You know, we're going to do something a little different right now. Let's talk to Luca because I, I want to take a break. I need to have another sip of my drink. And uh, let's see what Luca has to say. Luca, how can I make your life better this morning? Hi. Um, I'm calling just because I'm actually terrified about your Bernie comments, to be honest with you. As, to the what? As, uh, with, your, with your comments on the PPC and Maxine Bernier. Because as someone who's a product of, you know, two immigrants into this country, it terrifies me that people would support a guy whose entire platform was anti-immigration at one point in time. Okay, hold on and a it, second. Luca, I need to stop you right there. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. That is not what he stands for. So I don't know where you heard this. I don't know who's told you this. I don't know. Hold on a second, Luca. You know, yeah, you know, wrong. it is important on this show that we keep this honest. And I have to stay away from rhetoric that is not accurate. You know, the, their platform is not anti-immigration. So what are you talking about? He's been very 
anti-immigration. Just go back. To no, he is not. And you see, hold on a second. So now we're going to get into, yeah, he is. No, he's not. You see, I, I have made myself acquainted with each and every one of the platforms. And the PPC's platform is not anti-immigration. What he's talking about is about, and I, and I don't mean to know exactly what he says, but it's about responsible immigration. And, uh, you know, there is a big difference between those two. And when you are spewing right now is what the the system wants you to spew in relation to people that you don't know what you're talking about. Luca, no, I'm surprised, man. True. You listen no, to the slacker nation. True. I expect you to have your arguments poked through because that doesn't make sense. And that is not what the platform is about. You're wrong. I'm sorry. He's selective immigration. Yes, he is for anti-immigration from certain countries. And that to me is That's not true. <laughs> Luca, okay, hold on a second. You know, we are, we are, hold on. Luca, can you put him on pause here because he's not listening to me? Just put him on pause. So, what, if you, if you call the show, all I expect you to do is just to be able to back up your arguments with something that is tangible. You know, I'm not going to get into, you know, no, you're lying. Or, no, I'm not. You know, it's like he said, she said, no, it, that, that's boring stuff. You see, I, you know, last night, and, and the reason, because I haven't heard him speak on this election, and uh, I, because I have not heard him speak, he wasn't allowed to speak in the debate, I took the time to listen to the entire podcast that he had with Professor Jordan Peterson, and uh, I listened to what he had to say. And there, a lot of my questions were clarified. So, you know, Luca, before you talk about this, I, I really, truly expect you to listen to that or at least research a little bit more. You know, I think that every country should have selective immigration. I am an immigrant. So for me to stand for somebody or to even agree with someone that is against immigration is, is a complete fallacy. I am, I am the swift definition of a Canadian immigrant because I, I made the choice of coming here. So, I will never stand for anyone that is anti-immigration. Now, I was 17 when I came here. I turned 18 in the country here, and I served in the Canadian Armed Forces. So, I, 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 was, I was willing to lay down my life if that was required for me to defend the Canadian principles. So, no, that is not accurate. And I will not allow this platform to spew more misinformation in relation to any political party. We're going to take a small break, folks. Sorry. Short break. Glenn, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Mike Robitaille here, and I'm just your basic, mediocre, former NHL player. And speaking of mediocre, here he is, the Greg Carrasco Show. What does it feel like to play Lotto 649? It is time for Greg Carrasco! Kick it! Whoa, it's the Greg Carrasco Show. Get this party on the road. How fast can this right go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guest from the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? Like a bomb. 
talked on the boardwalk. Shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining. Turn up the station. There's no more waiting. The show is beginning. It's too late to escape. Let's go. Here's your host, Greg Carrasco. And we're back, folks. Woo! The juice is flowing. Let's argue. It's okay. Let's, you know, the hell with it. Let's argue in the comments. <laughs> you know, live a little. It's okay for us to disagree, folks. And just in case you're tuning in just now, the lines are open. And... This is supposed to be Canada's largest automotive radio show, but for some reason, many of you want to talk politics, and uh, it's one of my hobbies. So the lines are open, 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050 is the phone number. And look, the only thing that I, I ask of you is that if you're calling the show, you know, just because I don't disagree with a political party positioning, it doesn't mean that I'm going to allow the show to be a source for you to say stuff that is not true. You know, if somebody says something that's not true about Jagmeet Singh, I will defend the God. It's my job. In regardless of my personal feelings towards Comrade Trudeau, if somebody says something that's not true, I will also defend the guy. So when you when you call the show, you have a judiciary responsibility to know what you're talking about. And I, I have taken a tremendous amount of time reading the platforms. And just because somebody wants to have controlled, measured immigration, it doesn't make them anti-immigration. Like, cut it out. That's not true. You know, when, when, <laughs> When I was studying political science at McMaster University, believe it or not, I did take some courses at Mac. The professor was Professor Truscott. That was his name, last name. Smart guy. He always used to say that one of the biggest problems with Canadians is that they don't know who they are. And the only thing they know is that they're not Americans. And that's how their Canadian identity is based. And I... As a Canadian, because I am an immigrant, I came here in 1989, I consider myself first and foremost a Canadian person. Yes, I was born somewhere else, but I'm a Canadian. My heritage is from Chile, I'm a Spaniard, but I'm a Canadian now, and that is undisputed. That's unequivocal. That's decisive. You know, if you ever want to know where somebody stands on something, ask them the following. If Canada went to war with the country that they were hap they happened to be at, at war, you know, where they were born, which army would they fight for? You're going to understand very, very quickly what's happening there. And this just a, a, a thought exercise. It's just a thought exercise. I'm not going to allow the show to be a platform for bigotry, for misinformation. This is a show about ideas. And if you have opinions that are offensive, I, I don't want to hear them. 
Like, I honestly don't want to hear them. I do try to stay nimble in my way of thinking. I, I try to, in my, at the tender age of 49, I try to stay flexible in the way that I look at the world because if I don't, I just become a bitter old man. Like, we've all seen the movie. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I like to think that I have the, I, the possibility of having my mind changed if you present me with better evidence. So when you are an evidence-based thinker, then you are always open to better evidence. And the moment that your ideas are crystallized is when the problems begin because you become a fanatic. You become a radical. And that's a bad, bad thing to do. So I invite you to do the following. Whenever you're going to get into a conversation with somebody, ask them the following question. Is there anything that I can say today to you? Is there any fact that I can show you? Is there any, 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 any book, any paper that's been written about it that I can show you that will make you change your mind on this topic? And if the person that you happen to be arguing with says no, then walk away because that's not a conversation. That's an argument. And I'm not in the business of arguing with anybody. You see, I like to think that at some point when I go into a conversation with someone, or a debate for that matter, that the, my opponent has the opportunity to change my mind. Because if they don't, we're just yelling at each other. We're just talking at each other, not with one another. And our media has done an incredible job these days demonizing people who don't hold the same ideas that you do. Folks, I have never... I've been in Canada for 30 years, and I have never, ever, ever seen my beloved Canada as divided and as polarized as it is today, because now everyone identifies with a small group that is individual, and we are playing identity politics, and there is one thing that we don't know, that we do know, is that we're not just Canadians. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what other language you speak. You came here for a reason. You believed in the ideals of a Canada, of a, of a free Canada, of a beautiful Canada that looks after its citizens, that protects its citizens' rights. And I don't know what's happening. And I don't know why this is so clear to me and so unclear for other people out there. I don't get it. And it's terrifying because I've seen what the other side looks like. I've lived somewhere else. We have Lou from Oakville calling the Carrasco Show. Lou, how can I make your life better this morning, man? Well, Greg, just by doing your show every week, it makes my whole week better. Why? Because you <laughs> offer substance, and you don't get that in many places. And so uh, you're already doing your job. Let me add something. You know, you were talking to one of your listeners who wanted to give you fake news about immigration. Recently, I was talking with someone about the People's Party of Canada. I was just saying that, you know, they were good on some of my issues. I haven't read or listened to the entire lexicon of what their platform is, but they hit enough of my uh, need to have that I said, okay, they sound reasonable. Their counter-argument was that they're racist. And I said, really? I said, 
Did you see Maxine Bernier with any kind of blackface on his face? Who wore it better? I mean, if they were both wearing black makeup, who would wear it better? Prime Minister Socks or Bernier? Well, they didn't have anything to say to that. I said, who's responsible for um, First Nations not having potable water? Is it Bernier or is it Trudeau? Well, the evidence is in front of you. You can choose to ignore it. But if you can ignore blackface, if you can ignore a rogues gallery of members of a party sexually assaulting women and tell me you're a, uh, a feminist, I'm just not on the right drugs, I guess, is the only equation I can come up with. You know, Lou, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know much about that. And uh, I'm not going to venture into comment to, about something that I don't really know anything about. All I'm saying is that... Look, I I have taken the time to read the different platforms for all the candidates. I, I, I read the, I don't know, it was a pretty long uh, platform document that um, uh, Brian uh, or Aaron O'Toole put out in, into, the, uh, into the system, and I read the whole thing. And uh, I, I can say that I, I, I versed myself quite well in what they have to offer. And, and all I can say to you is this, that if you, I mean, I, I know that Lou will know what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, Keynesian economics works to a certain degree. And whenever you, you put yourself into a deficit, deficit to stimulate the economy, uh, at some point somebody's going to have to pay the piper. The problem that's happening right now is that, we are we are literally just spending non-stop. Am I wrong with this, Lou? You know, I'm I'm sure that you're familiar with Keynesian, Keynesian economics, correct? Right, but the new uh, dictum, if you will, the new playbook is called modern monetary theory, and basically what that theory and we're seeing it played out is spend like it's going out of style to get through a crisis and then pull back after the crisis well in my lifetime since you know studying economics and living uh in the domain of business and finance i can tell you greg i've never seen a government stop spending once they have the opportunity to continue spending because their only interests are getting elected getting reelected collecting their pay, their perks, their pensions, and greasing their friends. And we're seeing a lot of that already. Too much. Well, but look at it from this perspective. And uh, when, whenever I hear, and, and like you said, and I think that as a layman myself, I, I, can, I can relate to what you're saying. When, when we hear that the government is buying something, when we hear that the government is spending on something, when we hear the government that is putting an initiative out there, uh, the first question that we always should ask ourselves is this. Who is paying for this? And I think that many Canadians, because it doesn't affect them directly or immediately, they don't really pay attention to this. And I, and I don't mean to be condescending on this, but the reality is this, that, you know, it, it was Milton Friedman, uh, the person that said this, that the moment that you commit yourself to do good with other people's monies is the moment that you commit yourself to, do, to, you, to the use of force, is what he says. Because before you do good, with other people's monies. First, you need to take it away from somebody. And what's happening right now is that the money is being taken away, not only from you and from myself and from any industrious person here in Canada, it's been taken away from my kids. 
from my kids' kids, and from my kids' kids' kids. Because what we're spending right now is something that is beyond anything that we've ever seen. And the reality is this, that they're, they're spending all this money under the pretext or the, the excuse that we're going to stimulate the economy, but the economy is not getting stimulated. We still have just under a 5% inflation, Lou. That's insane. You know, in, in your lifetime, have you ever seen a 5% inflation here in Canada? Yeah, I have. I mean, uh, I saw inflation, you know, approaching 18% back in the late 70s, early 80s. Interest rates had to go up to try and squeeze it out of the economy. So, no, I have seen it. And, you know, there's consequences to those kind of decisions. But let me say this about clean water. I was just reading a story of a uh, First Nations uh, community that waited 25 years to get their water situation straightened out. And the excuse was, well, we had to build a road. Now, you were in the military, and when I heard, oh, you had to build a road, you couldn't use one of those heavy lift uh, helicopters and bring it where you need it in pieces and assemble it on site? Ridiculous. That's all I can say. There's just too much, uh, you know, there's just too much balderdash, to be honest with you, you know, in terms of solving problems. Well, you know, if if, if we're going to touch on, on the uh, indigenous communities here in Canada, I, I'm going to throw my two cents, you know, coming from a car guy, <laughs> because I, I don't know enough about this, and I wish I knew. Um, ex- can you explain to me, Lou, how is it that the Canadian government is is committing itself to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to external aid, to hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of refugee um, support, when we cannot even provide fresh water to our indigenous people? Right, um, because, um, you know, it, it looks like they're doing good. Oh, look, we're helping here, we're helping there. Oh, forget about those indigenous communities, right? We're doing the best that we can. It's like, hey, you know, I've seen those heavy lift helicopters that the military use to haul their tanks and, you know, uh, cannon and all that wherever you want it. You tell me you don't have a modular water treatment plant that you could deliver over a course of 25 years to solve the problem? You're telling me you want to keep that problem active. And if you look at the budget for the Department of Indian Affairs, it's still called that, by the way, 50% of the budget goes to support the bureaucrats that live off of those problems. So solving problems doesn't seem to be something that they want to really get at. Well, you know, nobody wants to solve the problem and, and work themselves out of a job. But Lou, that's Lou's Keyes, the happy capitalist. Thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show. And your opinion is always, always valid here on the Carrasco Show. Uh, folks, we're going to take a small break. And this show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople. So before you make any car buying decision, you owe it to yourself to come and see the slacker number one, Carrasco at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. And folks, if you have anything to say about the last show here before the election on Monday, call us, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. And if you call them from out of town, it's 1-855-591-6876. And if you have a question and you don't want to be on air, you can send it to me on my social media accounts. And you can reach me at greg at gregcarrasco.com. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. I visited her resting place in Père Lachaise Cemetery in Paris. 
Edith Piaf. You know, I miss going to the theater, man. You know, I had a membership at the um, for the the theater circle here in Toronto, and uh, it is very unfortunate how the arts have been removed from the city. There was a play, a Piaf play, a couple of years ago that it was life altering. It was reality shifting. You can never see or hear her sing without the hairs on your arm just like completely standing up. We need to expand our minds. You know, when you get deep into an election and everyone seems to have a different opinion than you and you find enemies amongst your friends and your family for no other reason other than you just think differently. Maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time to find like-minded people that think the same and share ideas and just live a little. You know? I um, I love the show. <laughs> and I'm surprised that we're still on air with based on the things that we talk about. Because many of the things that we talk about are not particularly popular. And maybe I'm flying under the radar. Who knows? Who knows? And all I ever want is for you guys and girls to think. It doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you fall in. You know that person that's sitting across the table from you? That you are yelling at or disagreeing with or vilifying and you think that they're idiots because they happen to think differently than you? They're not. They live in the same world, they're gliding through life, trying to figure things out, and you know, they just have a different perspective than you. They're not the they're not the devil, they're not demons, they're not stupid. They're just different. You know, if we start appreciating each other, that maybe maybe our life experiences have brought us to a different place. What's wrong with that? Let's talk to Ian from Oshawa. Ian, how can Carrasco make your life better this morning? Talk to me. <laughs> well, good morning. I think allowing me to uh, have my two cents instead of yelling at the TV is probably a good start. Um, I just want to say, Greg, that I hope that people get out on Monday if they haven't voted already and uh, vote conservative. Um, I think it's going to be, if we end up with Justin Trudeau, I think it'll be the, uh, the disengaged. Uh, voter that puts Trudeau back in office. He does not deserve to be rehired. And I think one thing that nobody's talking about is the carbon tax. Uh, this is going to be a wrecking ball to the Canadian economy. Um, you know, all this talk about uh, climate goals and climate targets, you know, China doesn't give a damn about our targets, about Glasgow or Paris targets. And uh, we've got a 15 cent hike in the leader price of a liter of gas coming in January of 2023. Do people know this? Are people aware that this is going to increase the cost of everything, Greg? We cannot afford more of Justin Trudeau. Uh, it's crazy. So I know Aaron O'Toole. I happen to live in the area. He's a normal guy. He lives in a subdivision, two-car garage, two kids. He's not wealthy. Average Canadian. This is who we need running this country. And I'm, you know, I'm, I fear 
for the future of this country. If the disengaged voters get their way on Monday, we're going to end up with Justin Trudeau, and they don't know what's coming. Unfortunately, you know, Ian, I, I don't disagree with you, and I am terrified. The problem is that when when people like you and I that are older, that have some life experience, are trying to exchange blows with people that don't even have a mortgage yet, that they don't have a divorce under their belt or a couple of children to look after, it's difficult. So all I do here every single Saturday, Ian, is just to try to inject a little bit of doubt you know, that whole thing that I, I talk about, the omnibus dubitandum. Question everything. You know, ask yourself the question, what if you're wrong? Like, what if you're wrong? You know, and look at yourself from the other side. But I think that I, I can rest at ease at nighttime, Ian, knowing full well that I've done my civil and social duty of giving people a platform for them to exchange ideas. And uh, if this show in any way, shape, or form happens to make you think a little, then my job is done. Ian, thank you so much for the phone comment. I really appreciate it. Let's talk to Will from Washington. Will, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. How can I make your life better this morning? Well, first of all, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna comment on something you said because I don't agree with it, where you said you have to be willing. If you're having a discussion or conversation with somebody, you have to be willing to have your mind changed. That, that's the optimum conversation for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody at all that could convince you that communism, for instance, is a better way to go than what we have, no matter how good their argument well, there's look, I mean, are, there's some things that are just not up for discussion. Like, you know, well, but hold on a second. Hold on a second. I, I think that, you know, I, I understand what you're trying to do. And uh, the reality is that, you know, it's like somebody trying to convince you that murder is, you know, is the right way to, you know, conflict resolution. <laughs> Again, it's, it's difficult. But, you know, what I can tell you is this, that uh, if there is enough data and facts that are presented in front of me, that would make me question my position, then the job is done. Like, I, I'm open to have my mind changed, whether my mind can be changed or not. That is strictly the responsibility of the facts that are being presented in front of me. So I, I like to go into an argument knowing that if enough data and facts are presented to me that I can corroborate and study afterwards, not research, because research is a whole different thing that a lot of people say they do, but they don't. They don't even know what it is. Um, I like to think that my mind is always open to be changed. Now, there are some things that are unjustifiable. Whether communism falls into that is something different. But I know what you're saying, Ian. I know what you're saying. So, you know, when you make fantastic claims, you need fantastic evidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get you, and fair enough. But um, as far as voting is concerned, you were interested in, in hearing what people are thinking. Um, yep. I live in a southwestern Ontario here in a pretty strong conservative riding. Guy's a good guy. But I have to tell you, uh, Greg, for the first time, I I was having real difficulty deciding to put my name beside the C because I'm a small C conservative. I'm not a big C conservative. And in my opinion, Aaron O'Toole is liberal light. He's peace. You know, he's, he's better than Justin Trudeau, but you know, how much, I, I, I'd, I'd be scared to say, but 
so so what I'm going to do because I, my writing is fairly cons- uh, pretty safe conservative. I'm going to vote for the PPC this year, mm-hmm. and I called I called his office the other day, and I told the people who answered the phone, I said you had better count every one of these PPC votes as a vote that could have gone your way if you would have a leader with a conservative platform. Yeah, this is, you know, it's fascinating what's happening out there, man. Well, I, I, I respect your choices. I value your opinion. Thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show, man. It means the world to me. And, uh, you know, if enough people get together for any side of the equation here, for any side of the political spectrum, if enough people feel the same way, you should vote for what you stand for. You should not vote to get a government out. Vote for what you stand for. Let's talk to Robert in Belleville. Oh, Belleville, wow. Robert, how can Carrasco make your life better this morning? Hello. You know why Bernier is not the leader of the uh, conservatives? Tell me. He voted against getting rid of the uh, milk quota. Well, the what? In Canada, we have milk quota, eh? It costs you 35000 milk, milk quota? Yeah, in order to milk a cow, you have to buy quota. Oh, yeah, I have heard about this. I have over, heard about this. It costs you $35,000 to be able to milk a cow and sell the milk. Mm. Are you a farmer, Robert? Yeah. I don't milk. I understand. But... I'm I'm listening to you, man. I'm 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 here for you. So you know, just you know, collect your words. Tell me what you need to say because a lot of people, you see, you know, injustice is 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 okay so long as it doesn't affect people, right? And uh, there's a lot of people that are being affected for things that we don't even know about. And this is a big deal. And most Canadians have no idea what this is. So the Melcourt is really a racket. When you have to pay that much money to be able to sell your milk, that's crazy. And he wanted to get rid of it. But there was enough people in favor of it that he lost his bidding. Mm. Yeah, I heard about this a little while ago, and I had no idea that this this sort of backroom deals are going on in the Canadian economy that are affecting Canadian farmers and Canadian milk products. Uh, but Robert, I look, I understand that talking to hundreds of thousands of people here on national radio is a, is a nerve-wracking thing to do. And I really respect and I appreciate the fact that you call the Carrasco Show. And I, I really mean that. You know, thank you so much for bringing that to light. And uh, if somebody knows more about this, please feel free to call me. But, uh, uh, folks, we're going to take a short break. And, uh, you know, your phone calls are still welcome. We still have a little bit of time. 416-870-1050 is the phone number. Again, 416-870-1050. And uh, if you're calling from out of town, it's one 591 6876 This show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. We are the home of the no commission salespeople before you buy anything, before you make any car buying decision, you owe it to yourself to come and see me. At least I will steer you in the right direction. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. And we're back, folks. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the People's Republic of Canada's largest automotive radio show. And I promise that we're going to go back to our roots next week. Uh, We're going to talk about cars and how you should not make mistakes when buying cars and how cars are a giant waste of money. And I'm going to show you how. 
And uh, it's amazing the number of people that come to the store at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity and listen to me, which is great. Because uh, I'll give you the advice that I will give a family member. And this is the reason why the show has been around for so long. So next week, we're going to go back to our original format. We're going to talk about cars. This show is too important for me to not have this conversation about the election. Because on Monday, we are deciding the future of the nation. And that is important. It's important to me, and it should most definitely be important to you. Because whether you sell cars, houses, clothes, food, it doesn't matter what you sell. You will be affected by people's ability to pay for it. So that's why the show is being had this morning. That's why we are having this conversation. Tony from New Market, how can Carrasco make your life better this morning? Good morning, Greg. Uh, Good morning. I, I, I need a new girlfriend and a Ferrari. Can you help me out? Uh, I can help you with a Ferrari, not with a new girlfriend. Um, the, um, that's the, the personal choices, and uh, I am not going to get involved in relationship advice because I am not good at it. Oh, thank you, Greg, for being honest. Greg, great show today. Uh, I just want <laughs> thank to make you. a couple of quick points. I agree with a lot of your callers and your sentiments. Um, I'm 61, uh, first-generation Canadian, and I'm shocked at what's going on here. I've met many people. I, I, I deal with a lot of people who immigrated from uh, parts of the world, Eastern Europe especially, and they're all they're, the red flags are going up big time. Oh and yeah, they, they they call it the C word, but they actually put a G in front of it uh, for global, and mm -hmm. they say it, it's sweeping across North America. And Greg, uh, twenty years ago, I was forty-one years old. I shut the TV off. And I started going down the rabbit holes to find out more on life. And I came across a documentary filmmaker in the U.S. He's still alive. And he said uh, he had a very famous saying, very short. And it, it goes like this, Greg. Things are seldom as they appear. Mm -hmm. And at the time, 20 years ago, I knew what the words meant. But I didn't understand the context. And I got to tell you, 20 years later, Greg, boy, do I know what the context is of things or seldom as they appear? You know, Tony, I can tell you from personal yeah. opinion, you know, yeah. people don't listen to the older generation. Oh. They don't. You know, oh. and I said to my son a few weeks ago, you know, it must be nice to be 20 something and know everything oh. because the older I get, the less I understand the world. And oh. you seem to have all the answers. But, you know, it's, it's, it's something that comes with experience. The, people need to learn by themselves. Unfortunately, wise people. You know, no, normal people learn through their own experiences, right? Wise people learn through other people's experiences, unfortunately, until you have a say in the matter, until yeah. you are being personally affected by this. Yeah. There is nothing you can say about it. But, uh, Tony, thank you. Do you have anything yeah, else to say? You. Because I, I, I have to God almost bless. close off the show. Thank you, Greg. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Tony. I really appreciate it. We love you back. We have Gary from Brampton. How can Carrasco make your life better this morning? Good morning, uh, Greg. I uh, just wanted to simply say that uh, Justin Trudeau is going to go to Brampton as far as how Brampton votes him in. Because if you notice from the last election, because I am from Brampton, I'm an immigrant, I was born here, parents are from India. Uh, if you notice in the last election, people blindly voted based upon like their race, right? If you notice in Brampton, most of the writings, they were Indian, right? And I'm Indian myself, so I'm calling in, and I'm speaking my mind on this. 
And I just simply have to say that, you know, people in Brampton, when I grew up here, it was very, uh, you know, like multicultural, uh, less immigration. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm an Indian, like I just said, right? But what I'm trying to say, what the point I'm trying to make here is, is that these people have come from India and they bring these values from India. They don't amalgamate themselves into the Canadian society. And they blindly vote for which Indian they uh, appeals to them. It doesn't even matter about the parties anymore. And that is the disappointing fact uh, in, in reality that we live in today, is that people vote based on the person, and, and it doesn't really go anywhere from there, right? So I'm definitely a conservative. Uh, I, I do not support where things are going today. And... Um, yeah, I just wanted to point that out, you know, that it's going to go as far as where Brampton votes because Brampton swept liberal, and that's where he won. So I'm hoping that it's a change now, you know what I mean? Gary, I, I thank you for calling the, the Carrasco Show, man. I, I, I value your opinion. I mean, I don't know much about Brampton. I have some friends that live up there. I don't know what the the tendency to vote is up in that city. Um, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't give my opinion. I don't have, I don't have an opinion on this. Um, but, um, you know, I do have an opinion on this, on the fact that, uh, instead of celebrating what makes us different, I think that we should be focusing on what unite us all as Canadians. Um, yeah, I wasn't born here, but, um, you will not hear me say that I'm anything Canadian, you know, pick a nationality, Canadian. No, I'm not a Chilean Canadian. I'm a Canadian first. I live here, I pay my taxes here, my children were born here. And that doesn't mean that I don't respect my heritage because I, you know, I do, you know, my, my whole family lives there. In fact, this morning we were talking about how we are sending a big shout out to the Chilean um, community here in, uh, in southern Ontario because it's huge. There's a lot of Chilenos here and um, they are celebrating the Independence Day. El 18 de Septiembre is when uh, Chile became independent from the Spaniards. Back in the 1800s, the Spaniards had their hands everywhere. <laughs> so it's a big party. Uh, you know, all Chilenos downtown Toronto, they're all going to uh, La Fondas, which is um, this little hut where they go and uh, they drink something they call chicha and eat empanadas with omitas and all this traditional Chilean food that my mouth is just watering. <laughs> he was thinking about it because it's been so long. In fact... I haven't spent a September 18th in Chile and since I came to Canada. You know, for me, since I moved here and I became a Canadian at the first opportunity that I had, uh, and I believe it was three years after I landed as a, as a landed immigrant, I became a Canadian. And uh, I haven't really gone to Chile uh, to celebrate any of the, um, the national festivities since. Uh, and I've always said that the only holiday that I recognize is Canada, uh, Canada Day. Um, you know, you can celebrate whatever you want, but for me, the most important one is Canada Day. Uh, you know, saying that, um, I have a few minutes until the show ends, and uh, I wanna, I want you to lend me your ear for the next few minutes. And why do I think that what I have to say is important? I, I don't. I don't think that what I have to say is important, but. I trust that those of you that take the time to listen to me every Saturday morning um, value one way or another 
the life experience that I bring to the show. And what I try to keep is, is an honest conversation with the people of Southern Ontario and in Canada for that matter, because the show is, is, is heard by Canadians across the country. The podcast is downloaded across North America and we reach a lot of people. I am not a trained broadcaster. I am not a politician. Um, I am not uh, a journalist. I am, I'm an immigrant. I came here when I was very young. I couldn't speak English when I came. Um, I joined the Canadian Armed Forces for a few years and um, I, I did my duty for Canada. And then I started to sell cars in 92. And I still remember that I was, I, I couldn't speak English very well when I started selling cars. And uh, there are people that are friends of mine right now that saw me go through what you go through as a new immigrant and how hard it is to make something of yourself and how difficult it is to break through the mighty cables the system used to tie you down in order for you to break through to the other side and and, and become what you wanted to be, what, what you ultimately decided to become. You know, when I left Chile, I wanted to, I wanted to give the kids a family that I never had. I wanted to give my children the opportunity to have a choice. I wanted to give my kids the opportunity to go to university and not to ever have to worry about where the next meal was coming from. And I have been very fortunate because I have met so many people along the way that through incredible kindness have ricocheted my life or my journey into becoming what I've become today. And after not being able to speak English until probably the age of 24 or 25, to be here standing or rather sitting in front of my microphone talking to hundreds of thousands of people every single month, it's a dream that I could have I could have never really thought of myself. I don't even know how I landed here. And now that I am able to communicate in English, and I do make mistakes from time to time, you know, the small break and short break that I was criticized and corrected by one of you slackers. Now they can't shut me up. Now I use this platform to give back to this country that I adore. Because... I love my country, and my country is Canada. If you drive by my house, up in the Wick, up in Georgina, there is a Canadian flag that waves in front of my property. No other flag. And that is something that I'm very proud of. And I will not allow anyone to shame me into being a proud Canadian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to allow that to happen. So on Monday, when the country calls for you to stand up and voice your opinion for what you believe, whatever side of this political spectrum you happen to be, whether you're on the left or you're on the right, whether you vote for the NDP or the PPC, or whether you vote for the Liberal government or the PC, 
It doesn't matter to me. Just stand for something. Believe in something and support it. Whatever that happens to be. Don't just roll over and take what the system is feeding you. It's so important, folks, that you exercise that right because a lot of people around the globe don't have it. And all those people that fought those battles decades and decades ago, whether it was World War I or World War II or the Korean War, they did it for a reason. To give you that opportunity for you to be able to free, to be free enough to voice your opinion without the fear of repercussion, without the fear of the government taking you down simply because you disagree. Folks, I love you all except one. This show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and I'm there for you. If you want to have this conversation in person, I'm always there. I have no life. So before you make any car buying decisions, and we do need to pay the bills, before you make any car buying decisions, you owe it to yourself to come and see me. Because if I cannot help you, at least I'm going to steer you in the right direction. Folks, you need to come and see me at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. You know why? There is something happening there at OakvilleNissan.com. It's been an honor serving with you all. Autobots, roll out.